Welcome to POP. My name is Pastor Tony Katko, and this is a shortened version of our sermon from October 30th. This week is Reformation Sunday, and I focused on Psalm 46. When Martin Luther wrote A Mighty Fortress is Our God, this hymn that kind of became the battle cry for the Protestant Reformation, he based it on Psalm 46, which talks about God as our refuge, and Luther translates that as a fortress. God is the safe place during times of trouble. So let's jump in. Here's how Psalm 46 starts. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Now when the psalmist mentions this mountain at the heart of the sea, it's referring to something specific. In the ancient Near East, they believed that there were these pillars that held up the world. And so a mountain in the sea was like this pillar that was anchored in the bottom of the sea and it held the sky in place. And so it's saying the pillars holding the world together are shaking. If they fall, the sky is falling, everything is gone. And this is an interesting image, by the way, because it says something about the biblical mindset of God and suffering. Because it doesn't say God is shaking the pillars. Back in Genesis 1, God started creating by taking chaos and bringing all of that into order. And in the ancient world, the sea was viewed as the untamed world. And so it's like this psalm acknowledges that that chaos from the beginning, it's still there. And sometimes you see it fight back. God isn't bringing the chaos, though. God is working against it. So in the next verse, verse 4, it turns from that chaos all around us to where God is present. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So with this chaos all around us, God is in the city of Zion. God is with God's people. But then that last line, it says the Lord of hosts. And ho a host is an army. So it literally says the God of armies, like the God of angel armies is here with us. So the Psalm shifts from this safe place, a place of peace to this more military language. Here's what comes next. Come behold the works of the Lord, see what desolations he's brought on the earth. So God is getting ready to destroy, but look at what God destroys. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. So it sets up this violent language because this is what people want to hear. Let's see some wrath. We want God to smite our enemies, destroy those evil nations. But God puts an end to war. God doesn't kill our enemies. The only thing that God destroys here are weapons of destruction. And then here's how the psalm ends. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. That line, be still and know that I am God. I love that. And it's 
one of those verses that it's great to pray with without any context. But when you think about it, what is God really saying in the context of that reading? The nations are in uproar, the kingdoms are tottering, so there's this war and violence and fear. But what's God's goal? To put an end to all that, to dismantle our weapons, to give us a safe place to live in peace. So God tells us, be still. It's, it really means put down your weapons. Don't join in with the violence around you. Think back to the beginning of the psalm. It said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Now, when you think about that line, we can't stop ourselves from feeling afraid, but we can stop ourselves from acting out of that fear. And that's what I think that line really means. Be still, stop, <laughs> think about what you're doing. Don't act out of fear. Because when we do, we end up just making things worse. Last week, we heard this horrible news story of the spouse of a congresswoman, Nancy Pelosi, her husband, was attacked in his home. And as the attacker beat him with a hammer, he screamed, where's Nancy? It doesn't matter what your politics are. That's horrible, of course. But the thing is, when people lash out like that, they always think that they're doing what's right, that they're doing something that needs to be done. Because when you really feel afraid and desperate, and then you're told, these people are your enemies, these people are responsible for our world hanging by a thread, well, then the unthinkable becomes a necessary evil. Now, of course, most of us don't resort to that kind of violence, but we do, all of us, say things without thinking when we're afraid or when we're angry. And it feels good. Sometimes it feels good to rail against our enemies, but it never makes things better. I've been thinking about Haiti a lot recently. For the first time, the hunger levels there, which is, have always been bad, but they've reached the catastrophic category, just one step below a famine. And the aid organizations aren't able to do very much because so much of the country is controlled by these violent gangs right now, so they can't get in to bring what they need to to the people. A few weeks ago, Herbert, a representative from the Haitian Timon Foundation, came and visited with us. I got a chance to talk with him for a while as I drove him to his next stop. He told me about his journey just to get to the airport leaving Haiti. Usually it would take him an hour or two, but it took him all day on the back of a motorcycle, going through these mountain roads because he was trying to avoid some of the most violent areas. But he still had to travel very light. He still made sure not to wear any nice clothes because even in the safe areas, no matter where you are, there's this real danger that if you look like you have any money and someone might pay a ransom for you, you, you will be kidnapped. And so I asked Herbert, what makes you stay and your family stay in Haiti when things are so bad right now? And he told me it's because of his father and his kids. When he was growing up, Herbert saw his father doing whatever he could to help his community. And he said, my father would never give up on his neighbors, on his community. And that's what he wants to teach his kids. So he said, we're not going anywhere. 
there are a lot of reasons to be afraid. But for people like Herbert, you don't act out of that fear because there's good that you can be doing for the people around you. When I traveled to Haiti, I noticed on some of the trucks and cars you would see Bible verses painted on the back. And one of the ones I saw most often was Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. And it says this, The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to keep still. Now the context of this verse is Moses talking to the Israelites when the Egyptian army is chasing them. If you remember that story, after the last plague, Pharaoh lets them go free, but then he changes his mind. And so the people turn around and they see this army coming after them. And of course, we know the end of the story, that God parts the sea so they can go through and then puts the sea back so the army can't follow them. But the Israelites don't know that as they see this army chasing them. And they're probably going to die. And so here's what Moses says to them. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to keep still. Sometimes we don't know how God is gonna bring us to the other side of what we're going through. Through this time of history, through your diagnosis, through your other struggles. But we do know that God won't leave us to go through it alone. The Lord will fight for you. Sometimes all you can do is hang on, be still, and know that God is with you.